So we're going yeah, back to basics tonight, though. And we, we do have a full basics. house. Um, Woo! <laughs> yes, so you are welcome uh, as we continue. Join us in person. Be part of this uh, large crowd that we have gathered. Uh, right. You know. so, but we're going back to basics, talking about our Lutheran, Lutheran religion. Worship. Worship. Worship is the word you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> but let me pray for us, and then we will get going. Lord, thank you for being a God that, um, that comes to us, that moves to us, and um, o- only uh, invites us to respond out of love, to uh, in- engage in worship, and you promised to be with us and meet us. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. Lord, bless our conversation and our discussion. May it uh, open our hearts and minds to a deeper uh, relationship with you and a deeper understanding that you're with us all the time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So can we start maybe by saying why we thought this would be a good conversation to have? Yeah, why did we think that? Why did we think that? Uh, I, I think that, you know, as we talked about it, we were, we were looking for something, and worship is this thing that, you know, many of us participate in on a weekly basis, maybe for years and years or decades and decades, but do we really understand everything that yeah. we're doing? doing as part of worship and why we do it and all of the different layers of meaning and where it comes from and all of these these things. And so that, I think, is the basic part of, you know, we do this all the time, this worship thing, but... There's our, reasons beyond the tradition. There's reasons, and, and I think that the hope is that by engaging those, we actually land at a place where worship can be more meaningful yeah. and full, fulfilling, yeah. able to engage it a little more deeply. And to our studio audience today as it is. If you have any questions in the midst of conversation and dialogue, by all means, we'll try to pick you out of the crowd. And and you can, uh, in case you're wondering, there is only two people here, but we could handle 200. So come if you'd like. Um, If there are any questions, though, from the studio audience, please feel free to ask and we will engage. um, (laughs) We wanted wanted to start with a definition, right? We were were gonna start with a definition. Liturgy. Liturgy, yeah. You know, a word that we, we throw yeah. around here and there like we do. There's a lot of church words that I think we throw around, and I wonder sometimes if anyone knows what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> like, no. You guys but know what, what we're talking th- about when we say half the words we say? No. no. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. No. They said no. Yeah, liturgy. we come here, and we begin worship, and we start the liturgy, and we have prayer and opening and all that stuff. But what does that mean, liturgy? It's, a, it's actually a thing. It, it is actually a thing. And so the word liturgy means work of the people. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's work of the people. It's the, it's the thing the people are doing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird, though, when you think of that, because most worship services, I feel like I do most of it. Isn't it the work of the pastors? Yeah, it's like, work of the pastors, right? Like, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? I, I, the yeah. work of the people, though, is what it's called. Right, and, and I think that, um, you know, that is the way that sort of we understand it. And, you know, as much as sometimes it does feel like, you know, the pastors are doing a lot of, a lot of talking, um, our understanding of worship is it's something that we do together. And I think, I think you can look at other traditions and, you know, that, that maybe don't have that value to the extent that, um, that we do yeah. um, might be one way. Like, if we think about, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking about, and I've worshipped in a lot of different traditions and so on like that. And it's some, you know, churches that I, I, I really, you know, actually love, like, some really good music, some of the churches yeah, right. that have, like, great bands and, and that type of thing. But it is a different worship experience. Um, Right. Well, I, I, well, there's that fine line between saying worship mm-hmm. and then walking that line between what's entertainment, 
what's like I, I use the word con- consumerism and consumer like mm-hmm. like you come to consume something that makes you happy or that you like or that's your preference right and, and worship's supposed to actually transcend all of that and the liturgy is supposed to help us mm-hmm. somehow transcend all of that even though those things are part of it mm-hmm. right because all of us come here for a reason sometimes it's good music sometimes it's despite the music <laughs> right like depending on preference yeah yeah so so it's yeah. trying to transcend that but those mm-hmm. are kind of parts of it right but so then what is it right yeah what's it for i mean i, I it, part of it is sort of inherently in the the name right worship at the center of it is yeah. kind of you know god the the object um but i think that you know what is it for why do we we do it we and do it. going back to the word of 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 liturgy, I mean, one, I think it brings us to together, okay. um, but the liturgy, the work of the people is, it is participatory. I think yeah, that's right. the value that okay. we're, we're trying to get at. And so, you know, what that looks like is the responsive type of liturgy, you know, yeah. where we, we do that. Yes, we may talk, but there's also a lot of sort of responses. We say things like the creed together. You know, we say the Lord's prayer together. There's a lot of the Lord be with you and also so with you. You. Yeah. you know, that type of response are we certainly value when it comes to music, congregational singing together. Right. Um, and so, yes, there's a certain elements to which you know, we have people that lead and make that happen, but um, at least in my mind, you know, what we're trying to do when we're facilitating that is involve everyone and right. help everyone to sort of participate. So it's not just us, you know, doing the worshiping or worshiping for people in some way. It's us facilitating everyone's experience of worshiping God. Yeah, so r- really, it's interesting when you think, like, the Lord be with you. Right, and you say that back, right? And people say that back, and we respond like that. It's just a thing we're doing together so mm-hmm. that we immediately engage community. Yeah. In, in conversation, in spoken word, in, in action, reaction. Yeah. Resp- like, that, that's actually beautiful when you think about it that way versus, let me with you, I'll be with you. Oh, and it's like this. And, and I think, you know, you're engaging and creating, you're, you're forming community. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's okay. this coming to, together. I mean, it's work of people, plural. Right. Uh, right. You know, not work of individual persons, right. you know, maybe in one place. There's a forming of community that is taking um, a place of becoming the body of Christ with all of us as individual members being right. drawn together, which I think ultimately, you know, culminates in, in communion where we receive the literal right. body of, of Christ. And as I like to say, you know, we receive the body so we can become the body. Right, yeah. But the service is all moving towards that. Right, right. And, it, and it's, an, it's ironic, though, that it's intended to be a unifying thing. <laughs> and yet we're so divided about so many things, music styles and even denominational stuff. And yet, mm-hmm. if you look underneath maybe what we would think divides us, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. to liturgy. Yeah. that work with the people across denominations, even. Right, where it resonate, right. It might resonate with us if we went to a Presbyterian church or an Episcopalian church. You know, and, and there's forward. a reason for that, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's because so much of, uh, you know, our, our liturgy actually goes back centuries and centuries and, and centuries. And so I came a little prepared tonight well, here. Well, that's good because I'm just winging it, man. So, so when I kidding. say we go back centuries, uh, I, I brought something with me. And this okay. is a quote from Justin Martyr, I believe okay. uh, the year 154. Okay. So Justin Martyr early Christian, writing about how Christians gathered 
in the second century okay. or so, and maybe earlier than that. But it's just this is as it's documented in the second century. So okay. presumably they were doing cool. this. So one, one, did you say 154? I, I think that's okay, it. So like grab your history though in your head and hold on to that timeline because you have Jesus dying in his 30s, right? So 33-ish, and then you mm -hmm. got gospels being written after people are already gathered mm -hmm. to worship in the 70s and 80s, and even as late as possibly the 80s and 90s. So mm -hmm. now we're talking. A hundred years after Jesus only, not very much, not right. much longer than a hundred years. There's already a tradition of gathering. Right. So, I mean, and, and yeah, theoretically, so presumably, you know, Justin's writing after this is a practice that yeah. has been, you know, developed as, as we'll hear. I mean, and so theoretically, this is how they're worshiping while our scriptures are still being written, right. you know, while Paul's <laughs> writing letters. Yeah. So anyways, this is, this is what Justin writes. Um, and on the day called Sunday, all who live in cities or in the country gather together to one place. And the memoirs of the apostles or the writings of the prophets are read as long as time permits. Then, when the reader has ceased, the president verbally instructs and exhorts to the imitation of these good things. Then we all rise together and pray. And as we before said, when our prayer is ended, bread and wine and water are brought. And the president, in like manner, offers prayers and thanksgivings according to his ability. And the people assent, saying, Amen. And there is a distribution to each and a participation of that over which thanks have been given. And to those who are absent, a portion is sent by the deacons. And they who are well-to-do and willing give what each thinks fit. And what is collected is deposited with the president who succors the orphans and widows and those who, through sickness or any other cause, are in want, and those who are in bonds and the strangers sojourning among us, and in a word, take care, takes care of all who are in need. Huh. So what sticks out to you about that? I, well, see, I knew you were going to read something, but I didn't know. I've never read that before, so. <laughs> was that interesting? I, I thought yeah. that was actually... The way that resonated with what we do already in just a really general sense is, is fascinating. I mean, if you, if you just walk through it, there's, of yeah. course, the gathering, but I like the memoirs of the apostles. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the, the memoirs of the apostles, which I kind of imagine maybe that's like the book of Acts, or I, I, yeah. I mean, it could be one of the letters. Hard to say exactly what that means, or the writings of the prophets. They, they so, called it different things throughout history, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Gospels, all this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but readings, as we obviously do from, you know, said pulpit, and then the, the president. Nice. Should, can we change our title? The president? Right, the president? Presumably that's whoever's, you know, sort of reading. The president verbally instructs and exhorts to the imitation of these good things. Right. Preaching. So there you go, preaching. Uh, then we rise, we pray, um, and then when our prayer is ended, bread and wine, communion. Uh, and the president, awesome. I like this part. <laughs> the president, in like manner, offers prayers and thanksgivings according to his ability. <laughs> Some presidents were more competent than others, uh, Even back then. apparently. Uh, then you celebrate communion, and then they collect an offering, and then they send the offering out. Yeah. So that's. It's Second easy. century at the latest, that that's how right. they're doing worship. And um, it's, you know, interesting you go back. If you even look in our hymnals here, our ELW, you'll notice that it's divided into like a fourfold worship. They've got bigger headings of gathering. All yeah. who live in cities or in the country gather. Gathering word, as in scripture. Meal, as in holy communion. 
and then, and then sending. And so that's the fourfold structure of our worship services today, and it goes yeah. all the way back to Justin here in the second century. I was just thinking, Pastor Eric, you asked me what stuck out, and I was just thinking about, like, the, the history of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. that it's not just a matter of, like, oh, we do some of the same things that they did way back then. Mm -hmm. It's like this thing that we do when we come here is a thing that connects us to people 2,000 years ago that were doing something very similar right. and how we're not just handing on like some boring tradition. Mm -hmm. We're handing on something that's actually sus has sustained people. Yeah. And it's taken lots of different forms, right. but largely the forms are, mm -hmm. I mean, I use the word nuanced, right? Yeah. Like it's still, you hear the word, you give of as a response, you, you offer help to the world, you eat the gifts that Christ promised you, and you gather together. Like that's a that's actually really simple. Yeah. It's not, that, not yeah, that there is a, there is a simplicity to it. I mean, yeah. and you know, it, it is unifying throughout history. I mean, and it is kind of crazy if you think of all of the the time and the space that like this way of worship has yeah. has traversed over the centuries and centuries and has endured through. Um, it's no wonder that you know, as you sort of started out by saying, you know, you go to a Catholic church, you go to a Presbyterian church, you go to, to an Episcopal church it's going to feel very similar. Yeah, there's some different, you know, things here and there that are moved, but certainly that fourfold order of yeah. gathering and word and meal and sending, you know, and, and, and many of the specifics, too, are going to feel very familiar. Yeah. Um, it's reson it resonates. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, that's familiar. Yeah, and, and, it, and it unites, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and so that's another way, I think, in that our liturgy in particular is a work of the people. It's not just the people of any given congregation. It's the people across all of these different churches and denominations and history. Yeah. Like, that it is this work that the people have done again and again and again. At a given time frame, on a given day, mostly, generally, mm -hmm. there will be a whole bunch of similar people like you saying, the Lord be with you yeah. and also with you. And if you could listen mm -hmm. to the whole world mm -hmm. at one time, you'd hear that. I want, like, God hears mm -hmm. that, and, like, you know, that, right. that's kind of cool yeah. to think yeah. about. And, and I, I like the, you know, the, the similarities in this unifying thing, but the other thing that, you know, I've really kind of learned to appreciate about uh, liturgy and worship is, is the difference. Yeah. That, and what I mean by, by that is, like, once you understand, all right, what's going on here? Okay, we're gathering you know, we're gonna gonna read some scriptures and explore how maybe that applies to my life. Uh, we're going to uh, share this meal together, and then we're gonna somehow go out and sending. When you understand that's fundamentally the movement, rather than it being a restrictive thing, it ends up being actually a really liberating thing. And so you can go to different contexts, and like you know, for us, we can go over to Woyatan, this Lakota Lutheran setting, you know, and they can adapt all of these things in ways that are unique and distinctive to their culture, but it's really the same, yeah. you know, form and, and order of, of worship. It's just being adapted so that it speaks culturally and, right. you know, is, is a work unique to that people. Right, right. We, it's almost process is, the, the idea of a process of worship mm -hmm. is important, I think, versus mm -hmm. just boiling it down to, like, the static noun. What's mm -hmm. worship? Well, it's go to church on Sunday and do this and this. There's, it's an actual relationship that's supposed to be living and active mm -hmm. and it can look different. Yeah. As the yeah. work of the people, the people are different. Right. But the process is the same. It's 
engaging God. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And for me, that was sort of a moment. I, I'll go as far as say that it was a realization that was a significant part of, of drawing me to, to seminary, connecting with the liturgy in such a way that it moved from being restrictive as in like, you say these words, these yeah. are the words that we say, to a place where it was like, this is what we're trying to, to do here. This is the purpose of the confession, or this is the purpose of, of the prayers, right. so like, you know, any of these different things. And that isn't restrictive. Once you understand the why we're doing it, there's any number of different ways that we can sure, do it, or sure. how we might go about, you know, doing the, the meaning right, that right. is underneath it and that meaning that has carried us through for centuries and centuries and yeah. obviously has some value and substance to it. Right, right. So, and, I mean, so I think that, you know, there's this universal way. There's also this particular way that it can take shape in cultures. And then I think it's also personal too, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess that's, First of all, no, as we move forward the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into some of the specifics mm -hmm. of liturgy. We're mm -hmm. doing a general overview here today. But, but yeah, it's, it's deeply personal. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Like, that's where... So say more about that. Well, where I connect Let's... to the liturgy, like, for me is in a couple ways. But, like, what we do here for me is I love the fact that it's similar in different places. But I like the fact that you can walk into church to experience worship and it's and and we say it's well it's holy time or it's sacred time but for me it's this idea that i know that somewhere someday out there i'm going to experience the kingdom of god and it's full whatever that looks like mm -hmm. mystery and majesty and everything and worship is somehow supposed to for me it, it imitates that it mm -hmm. reminds me of that it sets me free to kind of like experientially imagine what that might look mm -hmm. like and, and i've discovered over the years that what that's enabled me to do is to go to like a super super what we would call like high church high mm -hmm. liturgy where you got smells and bells and incense and and chanting and prayers and and all that stuff that's just different mm -hmm. i never hear somebody go mm -hmm. you know if you hear the chanting liturgy the lord be with you know, you mm -hmm. do it way better than i do but <laughs> i don't but but you know you hear that and you're like whoa it's this thing that rings in your ears like, oh, yeah. that's different. And it yeah. allows me to get this imagination. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not something I experience normally. But also, I can go to that liturgical place where it's just basic. Mm -hmm. It's dark and quiet mm -hmm. and prayer. And I just get to be silent. And that's unique, too, and reminds me of heaven. And so for mm -hmm. me, it's kind of like, it's, it's like that. It reminds me of the sacred place that God promises life's going to be all the time, mm -hmm. one day of the week. Right. And that can kind of take me forward into the next, like the next day. Like, oh, yeah. I think one of the ways I've maybe heard it talked about before is like worship is, is sort of a space where you kind of that, that veil that's maybe yeah. seems like it's between us and God is real thin. Yeah. And, and, and maybe sometimes, uh, you know, even comes down completely or right, right. we can experience it. And that's sort of what I hear kind of you, yeah. you talking about of like, it's a unique experience where, where God maybe seems a little bit closer. Yeah. You know, yeah. A little and more like, aware of God's presence. Yeah. And like the words we say all the same every Sunday, that's not supposed to be boring for mm -hmm. me. It's supposed to allow me to not have to think about what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then I can just be free. Like, I know what I'm going to say. If I want to engage it, cool. Mm -hmm. But if I want to just be a part of the community and rest in that, the Lord be with you and I'll also be with you. 
get, I can say those things and just be free to be part of the community and I know what's going to happen. And you've also talked about how cause that repetition and that language kind of offers something to take with us. Yeah, like, for, I, I think it's funny that we, this, for me, before I even became a pastor, it was like, you go out in the world and you're like, all right, I'm not going to church today or I can't go this week or I haven't attended for months. How am I going to worship, mm-hmm. right? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, worship gives you this pattern every single Sunday that you can take forward in your day. You can get mm-hmm. up in the morning and say, we say in worship, the Lord be with you, but you can say, thanks for being with me, Lord. Yeah. I can confess my sins. Mm-hmm. I can say a prayer. I can read some scripture. I can think, how does this resonate with me mm-hmm. today? And, and try to hear some word. And then I can go, God, you're amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I can respond by doing something good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just, that's worship. Like, that's all right. I got to do in my day. Right. That, that could be five minutes or 10 or 20, but it's a pattern. The words don't actually matter. It's like what I said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like process. Yeah. I have a process every Sunday to take with me into my everyday life mm-hmm. that's not complicated, mm-hmm. that, that's godly, yeah. that Jesus followed. That yeah. says, here, do this, do this. It's yeah. okay. And I think that's kind of what I meant about like <laughs> yeah. the, the liberating from moment for me was realizing it really wasn't necessarily restrictive in terms of the words, but you know, these things can take expression in all sorts of different ways, yeah. like in different church contexts, yeah, right. you know, where they might be adapted for culture or preference or whatever else, but in personal, in my sort of individual life, like you're, you're talking yeah. about, that it sort of becomes a rhythm, a pattern that you know, we can take with us and are free to um, make meaning of and use of like in any number. Of, of different contexts sure. that, uh, you know, yeah. there's an invitation there to think very broadly about worship can be, what worship can yeah. be, you know. Hopefully that, that maybe resonates with some of the other. Does that resonate with you guys at all? Any questions or additions? We'll repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there is that balance between you know sort of repetition and familiarity and tradition and you know these ways in which you know in many cases it is the specific words that go back centuries and centuries and centuries and connect us. I mean, and I think there's something comforting in a world where there's so much change all the time to have some things that are stable. At the same time, you know, how do you balance that against the reality that, you know, you offer something new and different and you engage it in a different way? You know, you suddenly, it draws your attention. You focus a little more so, um, you know, and so I, I think that, uh, yeah, that, that balance is, is one that, you know, we're always trying to walk, right? Yeah, and that's, that's funny that the, the audience member mentioned the, the diversity of different worship experiences, how you got to mix it up. A little bit mm-hmm. and then how that can be meaningful in different ways but we have a unity in what we do here mm-hmm. and yet at any given time if there's a hundred people in here there's probably a hundred different worship experiences happening yeah yeah to complete distraction because mm-hmm. there's something heavy going on in your life right to complete engagement because you're set free and filled with gratefulness and actually both are valid mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something mm-hmm. there 
for all of us. Yeah. And that's just really where we can each connect. I mean, so I, I kind of said where I connected, but where do you, I, I connect in that? It's a reminder of sacred space and all that. But so where, how is it connection for you? Like when you come here personally, like what's that in your way? Yeah, I, I think one of the things for me, and this is just going back, and I talked about it a little in terms of the, the body of Christ and how I connect that with communion, but for me, the church has just always been this, this gathering place of, of safety and, and security and, and community where I've felt just loved and, and supported. Um, you know, going back to, you know, when I was just a young child, it has just always been that for me. And that I, I've certainly found comfort in saying words and singing alongside other people. And I do think that that brings people together in a unique way way a shared experience um you know and you can you sort of get that in other spaces like you know i'm a soccer fan you sing you know you go to a soccer match <laughs> and you sing the chants alongside you know other people like it, it has some of that sure. same effect of bringing people together so there are other places where we have liturgies of of sorts you know in in the world um but it has that effect of bringing people to together um by being together and being of one mind and then you infuse this element of of god and and faith and i i find that it just takes it to another level um but the community piece has always been an important thing and frankly you know it, it breaks my heart to you know that for many people they haven't found that sort of community yeah. in the church or maybe they've even you know felt the opposite, um, that this body of Christ of being together is something that they have felt outside of or unwelcome to participate uh, in. And, um, it's actually wrecked it. it. It's actually actively wrecked it. Wrecked it. And, and I do think sometimes that happens when we, we get too rigid in how we go about doing things, and it has to be this way. Yeah. Well, what if that's not how you like it? You know, what if that's, you know, how you connect it? Then suddenly you ask, well, could we do this? No. No, we can't do that. <laughs> that's not how we do things here. Right. Oh, okay. You know, like, I remember getting criticized one time for, um, I, I walked in wearing very, very casual clothes. Mm -hmm. And I was engaging one of the church leaders at this particular place. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they just said, well, I really think that, you know, God wants us to, Always, always wear our best and give our best. Mm -hmm. and, and he never bothered to wonder if maybe that was my best at that particular yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> As, I kind of got what he meant, so yeah. I wasn't ridiculously offended. And I'm right. a church leader, so I'm sure I've offended people. But it just struck me funny, like, yeah. maybe this is my best. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> right, I, but I, I think, you know, we'll keep with liturgy. Like, I mean, it's yeah. important for me, I guess, that the work of the people is something that includes all people yeah you know that that everyone feels invited and welcome to participate in and in some ways you know when we provide language you know we're offering that to people you don't have to necessarily know the words right. there it is it's on the screen it's in the book whatever you know and maybe you've said these things a thousand times before or maybe it's the first time but those two groups of people you know can say them together it's why i get a little weary you know sometimes when like we make too many assumptions about, oh, everyone knows this. Like, I, I have a, a, an awful yeah. story of, of a friend who was working with a, you know, a, a pastor that, you know, got to the words of institution and was just like, oh, you all know the words, let's say it together. And you know, <laughs> then suddenly no one yeah. didn't. I mean, and how outside do you feel at, at that point if you have the sense that everyone else knows what's going on except for, for me? And so I get weary, like, yeah. You can it, exclude people. Yeah, too. I mean, it, it may be, you know, 
99% of the people in, in a worship space know exactly what the words are because they've been saying it for decades. Um, but work of the people should include that 1% that maybe has never said these words before. Hmm. Um, and so work of the people being that body that's, you know, I said that I valued, you know, means being constantly open to the new people that may be entering into that space and looking for that sense of community. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. I mean, it takes a lot yeah, of intentionality. Yeah. It's easy to take things for granted and, oh, we've done this how many times before? I mean, like, I certainly do that. Um, you know, it's an intentional process to be like, what would this experience be like if I was walking into this building for the first time? Yeah. And how do we, when we are being a community, and this is all of our work, not just the work of the pastors, you know, but how do we as the people that are doing this work of worship, that are participating in it, how do we make welcoming everyone yeah. part of that work? If becoming the community is part of what we're doing in worship, mm -hmm. you know, then that's not just sort of the, the liturgy and the patterns, it's little acts of Hi, yeah, you know, yeah. I haven't seen you around. Let me introduce myself. Mm. Oh, there's no one sitting next to you in worship. That's all then part of the work of the people of yeah. creating this body. That's all part of worship. And that's actually an interesting way to look at it as we kind of put all those pieces together from where we started to where we end is the work of the people is not actually the, the words that we say or any of that. It is the what that does. The work mm -hmm. of the people is to come together as community and be more whole by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the work yeah. of the people. That's and, the energy. And I, I like that way of, um, you know, become more whole. And maybe that'll allow us, we've said that we're going to kind of go into sort of yeah. start some of the specifics. So maybe I'll throw this invitation. If you uh, are, are planning on maybe sticking with us and want to maybe come by and We'll, we'll loan out one of our ELWs uh, to you if you, you want one, because I think that we're going to walk through this service a little bit, and so it might be valuable to have that. Yeah. You can find it online and things like that, but... People aren't yeah. exactly beating down the door to grab hymnals out of the pews, so no. there's plenty. No, there's, there's plenty, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to start <laughs> yeah, sort of walking through, and what I said, I like the wholeness yeah. aspect of becoming whole, because I think that we'll see kind of in the movement going through that... A lot of what we do is actually, you know, we can view it in that way of this is somehow making us whole. Yeah. As individuals, yes, but also making us into a whole nice. uh, as a community, um, okay. the body of Christ together. So that's where we're going. That's cool. the journey uh, of, of going back to the basics of our, our worship and hopefully understanding that a little better and um, making that something that allows people to engage a little more deeply. We hope that that's what you take away nice. from this with. Well, you're free to come here personally over the next few weeks. I don't think we embarrassed our audience too much tonight. Um, we'll, if, if you're, you're here and there's kind of critical mass of people, we'll be able to engage dialogue if you want to. So don't, we won't make you or anything. So it won't be too embarrassing, I think. Yeah. We know you're on camera and all that. But, right. So would you pray us out? Absolutely. Gracious God, we give you thanks for this great uh, work that you have called to us to of worship, but of also creating community, the community of your people, the body that is Christ. Um, 
gathered for the sake of the world. And so we thank you for this tradition that has been handed on uh, to us over centuries and centuries and lives throughout the world in all manners of different shapes and forms. And we thank you for our place in that body that you are, are creating. And we pray that uh, we may be ever more welcoming um, to all who would desire to be part of this great work of the people. Bless everyone as they go about that work uh, in their, their lives today and through the rest of the week. Uh, may the rhythm of, of gathering and uh, listening to your word and serving the world be part of our daily lives as you have, have taught us and shared this gift with us. May we take it with us um, and may it feed us our souls and our spirits um, in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Have a Thanks good night. Thanks for joining us.